Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Hope for Today. I hope you're having the best week you've ever had. If you haven't, it's not too late to say, this is going to be the best week I've ever had. You know, I always uh, shoot for the better. Um, And here's a friend that is positive that when he's around, when his wife's around, I'm going to have a better day. This is Stephen Springer. Welcome, Stephen. So good to be here again, John. Yeah, yeah. This is my third third time. Third time. time. Last time that you were with me, I was healed. I had a yes. condition in my arm, and so the the Lord healed me, and it was really exciting. The healing lasted. Yeah. How it, about that one? No more Come pain. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah God is so good. good. So good to hear. So uh, Stephen, um, with his wife Renee, leads Global Presence Ministry in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. I interviewed your wife not too long ago, and she shared with us a bit about the ministry. Tell us what you want to about Global Presence. Yeah, you know, and to me, it it. The whole essence of the presence of the Lord, and I think that that's part of what God is really bringing in this awakening season, Mm -hmm. is that we're going to become more aware of his presence, aware of heavenly realities, aware of angelic, you know, and I believe that's part of it. Really, we're going to begin to become fine-tuned Right to the symphony and the reality of heaven, and so so that's really what really what we're up to in this season is we just want to see a generation that has been marked by his presence, Mm -hmm. and from that place go advance his kingdom with love, grace, and power. So that's great. Yeah, it's been exciting. Well, you guys have a a beautiful ministry in the north part of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Here's where you can uh, check out their ministry. Here's the website. Um, You have it on your property. You have a school of ministry there. You bring up prophetic voices. And you've also written a book that will be out 8-8, August 8th. Tell us about the book. Yeah, so so the book, you know, again, it, it goes back to really the essence of really where the kingdom starts and where it ends and everything in between. It's mm-hmm. it's a book on the fire of perfect love. And that when we have an encounter with the reality of God's perfect, amazing love, it right. changes everything, right? Yes. I definitely. mean, when we make love the goal, John, to me, that is the essence. That is that is the truth of even what Paul tried to communicate even to his friends there. We see that actually in 1 Corinthians 14, right? Right. Go after a life of love. Right. As if your life depends upon it because it does. Right. You know, again, again, Pursue love, go after it, make it the goal. And then, of course, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially mm-hmm. that you'll prophesy. Because to me, the prophetic erupts right. from the dimensions of love. Right. And so, really, that's what this book is. It's a journey of us in the midst of our own journey, discovering the reality of God's love and what that does. Um, really, I would say, and again, it, the story is not just for us. And to me, again, that's the beautiful thing about testimony, right? right? Is that it has a lot of our story and testimony in it, but it's thick and rich with the scripture that just mm, brings awakening and just feeds the depths of your being with just the truth and the power of God's amazing love. So again, yeah, the fire of perfect love. Love it. When oh, intimacy with God releases purpose, You, you passion, mentioned and a 1 Corinthians 14. Yes. I love 1 Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 12, talking about the spiritual gifts that uh, were given to the church. But right smack dab in the middle is 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. So I call 12, 13, and 14 the love sandwich. Absolutely, you know, right? Because if you have a sandwich with no meat, what's the point? Right. So uh, all these gifts have to operate in love. So thank you for bringing this to the apostolic and prophetic community, the fivefold ministry. I'm sure it's going to be great in our libraries. I can't wait till it comes out. Yeah, so it's exciting. Thank you it's for being obedient in that. Tell us a bit about your family. Yeah. So, you know, Renee and I, we started Global Presence, you know, uh, 15 years ago, actually. We're mm-hmm. in a, a triple grace season right now. And, you know, with that, 
Um, you know, we've, we've got uh, two children, our, our son who still lives in uh, Wisconsin, which is where we moved here three years ago from there. Right. And then our daughter, Elizabeth, actually moved here with us along with a small team of people when we were planting and establishing a global presence base here in the DFW. And so right. yeah, our son is really successful, anointing in business. I mean, just the favor right. and the grace that's on him. I'm serious. I love it's that. amazing, John. Just just the favor that's on him for that's that's his ministry. That's his focus. Right. That's his mountain. And he's going after it, bringing the reality of God's love and just the wisdom that comes from on high. So, right. you know, I, I really changed my focus when I say, are you called to full time ministry? I believe every believer is called to full time ministry Absolutely. because it's their life. Um, and when I was raised in church as a kid, if, if you said full time ministry, that meant a career. Yes. Not a calling necessarily. It right. had to be a calling. But I'm seeing it's morphed way beyond that now. So I love how you talk about your son in business being in ministry because that's his life. It really is. Yeah, it's his life. And when we look back at it, the Apostle Paul, he was in business. All the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he did ministry. So, yes. I mean, we're, we're getting back to the original. And uh, I have different businesses myself, along with being involved in a ministry in a church and personal ministry. So I love the mix that we have now in the kingdom of God, that the lines are getting blurred. Yeah, um, I did a, a, a teaching in Atlanta last week for uh, some apostles. And as I was thinking, what, what do I teach apostles? I got a very simple picture of a dove, you know, just one dimensional dove, gave each one of them a Crayola, said color this dove and you have to draw out of the lines four times. Well, that was difficult for them because apostles are usually controlled and precise. I didn't tell them why they were doing it. So they did. They colored outside the line four times. One of them couldn't even do that. He drew four circles around it. You know, they could... <laughs> so uh, my teaching was, you know, in the fivefold ministry, there's going to be four of them that are going to irritate you. And they're, they're coloring outside the lines of our mentality. So I think the church right now is learning to color outside the lines that were dictated to us. Yes. And we're appreciating what other people are doing. Maybe not what we would call full-time vocational ministry, but perhaps making more impact in the culture than vocational ministers. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's the key is that, and that's really the transition that we're in, I think, even as the body of Christ, is that we're transitioning from this, this chasm between sacred and secular. Right. Where it's no longer about churchianity. Right. It's about the kingdom. Yeah. And I think that that as we continue to be awakened to the reality, to that, to that message, to that sound, that again, those lines that were there will, will not necessarily even be blurred, but they're, right. they're going to disappear. Yeah. I love that. Because I think when we look at even the first century church, they didn't have that separation. No. It was literally all for one and one for all. I mean, look at other religions around the world. Muslims have no problems calling themselves Muslims and doing their thing all day long. Right. And yet we Christians compartmentalize everything, right? Right. And I'm talking, we, we compartmentalize church. We compartmentalize what's what's considered sacred. We compartmentalize even God in, in the different things rather than actually just, this is who we are. Oh, our culture would freak out if we had calls to prayer. Yes. <laughs> it's time. And in the Muslim world, you know, no everybody stops. That's right. Gets down and prays. So, yeah, I... I like what you're saying. Well, I wanted to focus, and if you're prophetically inclined whatsoever at all, you're going to like this discussion. There's a gift of the Spirit, one of them that probably is one of the least talked about, uh, the discerning of spirits, the gift of discerning of spirits. And this is a gift to the to church. And when I was talking to your wife, she talked about how she was not strong in this gifting. Same thing with me. Uh, my wife is, but I wasn't. And I've had to learn to develop this gift 
And some people say, oh, you can't operate in all the gifts. As the Spirit wills, and as you request and have need of these, these gifts, they can operate in your life. So I, I do have the gift of discerning of spirits operating in my life. She told a story, and she talked to you about it, of when she started operating in this gift, just being bombarded with spirits. And a, a guy who trained me in the prophetic, he said, I want you to go into a bar and just see what you feel. He didn't tell me what I was going to feel right. because he That's just good. taught me to tune into the spirit realm. Wow. I could just see things, feel things. I was overwhelmed. It made me, made me sad, made me anxious, made me mad, mm. made me all kind of all these emotions going on thinking, I don't like this, this gift, you know, but it, it is valuable. But what I've learned is there's a balance in every gift. Right. And so I wanted to talk to you today about the balance in the gift of discerning of spirits, because it's very hopeful because it's of spirits, not just evil spirits. Correct. What, what else? Let's, let's look well, at the other know, side. You know, in even in Hebrews and in 514, it talks about, you know, the, this, the, for the spiritual mature, I mean, it's like we eat the meat and the whole reason we're eating even the, you know, the spiritual mature, you know, as we, as we mature, even in the things of the spirit, part of it is that, that, that we're trained by practice. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's with any spiritual gift that God has available to us. It's in that place of practice. Right. And, we're, and, and 514 goes on to say, you know, it's, it's so that we have that ability to, to discern between what is good and evil. Right. And I think too often times when we talk about the, the, the gift of discerning of spirits, we always think of it in, in a negative way. Right. It's all about devils and demons and all that. I'll tell you what, when I got saved, it was like a light switch was turned on, John. And I mean, like the realm was opened up, veil pulled back, and I'm seeing angels flying all over the place, these flashes of light. And, you know, I didn't even see the demons right away. But then as, I, then as again, I remember one day, Renee, were, Renee and I were actually out shopping in a mall. And all of a sudden, I see this demon on this dude's back. And I wow. thought, Oh, what do you do with that? I mean, like, do you go up and hit it? Because it was looking at me. It saw me. I saw it. Right. And it was like, do I go up and, like, knock it off? Or do, what do I do? You know, because, again, we're just new in the Lord. But the reality is the realm was opened up. And, you know, I, I really appreciate that, you know, because the, 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 the differentiation, I mean, I was seeing both. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I was only focused on the dark right. and demonic. And, I've, and many people that we've mentored over the years, there's so many that have just, I only see the demonic. I'm going, well, that, that's not right because, you so, know. So, so let me ask you a question. You literally saw this demon on a person's on back. On a person's back. Okay. So here, here's what I talk. That's a vision. Basically, yeah, a, absolutely. You, you saw a vision. Yes. So if you're saying, how did this dude see that? Did it, Nobody else probably was noticing this thing. Um, what I talk about dreams and visions, You everybody ha has dreams all night long. You don't remember all of them. But I call those night visions. And in the daytime, if I have a vision, it's like a daydream. Yeah. It's like... They're the same thing. We just get, people get squeamish about visions. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Well, how do you dream? It's the same thing it's, going it's, on. It is so, the same thing. So you had this, open, we call them open visions. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Of a demon on a man's back. So it didn't freak you out. You just thought, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? Yeah. Well, to me, you know, we, we can often kind of pigeonhole even discernment. Oh, I feel this. I feel that. Right. No, actually, I see. You saw it. I yeah. see the seer. So I discern. Yeah. Even, one of my main ways of discerning actually is through seeing. Right. And so not that I don't feel in sense, even like atmosphere changes. Right. And, I'll, and what I mean by that is just, you know, even spiritual things that even when you walk in a room, you can sometimes go, oh, what is that? Right. And then a lot of times I'll go, oh, what is that? And then all of a sudden I'll see what, oh, right. that's what that was. You right. know what I mean? And so to, to say that, you know, again, I think learn how God even speaks to you in the ways that you're even, uh, even called to discern, you know? Right. And again... Most of us, I would say almost most of us will actually feel things. 
And like, even as you were, you were invited to go into a bar and just go in and what are you feeling? What are you right. sensing? Right? right. And I, and I think that, you know, that's, that's a good place to start is that. And you know, it's interesting when I wasn't serving the Lord, walk into a bar, I didn't see or feel any of that. I was one of the ones that would have freaked people out You're probably right. if they were spiritually inclined. Yes, exactly. But, you know, I think that that's, that's the beauty of what God wants to restore in all these things is that we get to focus on the reality of the kingdom of heaven. Right. Because here's the deal, you know, is that, you know, people always say, oh, there's, you think there's a demon around every bush. I said, yeah, actually, probably right. even two. But the reality is, is there's more angels, angels than there are demons. And see, if we're not in tune with both realms, um, I, will, I even challenge you with that. In fact, I even want to pray and declare right now. And I, I right now, I just take authority even over where, where, the, where the darkness would try to even usurp the reality of the kingdom of light. Mm -hmm. And even those that are only seeing the demonic in, in the darkness, I break it now in Jesus' name and I command let light shine forth. And I decree and declare that you're even going to begin to get visions of angels in an awareness of God's presence and the presence of Holy Spirit, even in a fresh new way. And it's going to come in the night. It's going to come in the day. It's going to come in and throughout everything that you're doing. I decree and declare that now in the Jesus name, because the light always overcomes darkness. So that's awesome. Yes. Okay. So how do people go about discerning the good in God's kingdom? Yeah. And to me, I guess, get into the word. Okay. I mean, as we feast upon the scripture... I mean, our lives should line up with what we're what right. we're reading. I mean, in particular, read the red letters, read read the read the gospels. Well, that... I, I want to tell you something I read today. Yes, uh, this excited me. It said that uh, you know, remember the milk campaigns in this this country got milk and we yeah, had milk right. mustaches. Yes, yes, yes. Well, this culture right now, the the younger people don't like milk because mm. they have been taught that dairy's not good for you, uh, that you only drink it as a baby. So the, the young lady they hired, she's 24 years old. She's vibrant, exciting, talking all about milk. And when they interviewed her separately, she goes, I don't drink milk. I drink oat milk or I'll have coconut milk, but milk's not good for you. Well, it caused, <laughs> caused a problem for the job, but she's really indicative of this culture. So I started thinking about it. You know what? This culture wants the meat. Mm. They, they really want something deeper. That's right. So I don't think they're scared of truth, are they? No, not they're, at all. They're ready for it. And, and maybe we've been, maybe the church has been placating people with milk for too long. And this culture is saying, give us meat. So give us uh, some meat, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that really is it. You know, and you even alluded to the, just the, the first Corinthians chapter 13, you know, mm -hmm. and again, again, we, we can find thing again, again, it's all compartmentalization because there's chapters and there's numbers. We think that that's all, it's separate thoughts. No, Paul was writing a letter with right. one continuous one, thought through right. the entire letter. And those thoughts are all interwoven and interlocked. And, and again, we can too often, you know, you know, even that the whole love chapter, you know, I, I remember there was a season, John, where I was like just feasting upon that scripture. I said, well, I just want to understand your love. I want to know that love that just goes beyond our wildest imagination. And it was in that I was reading it from every translation right. and just, just feasting upon that. And I remember as I went to bed that night, and again, I was reading actually from the Amplified version. That was the translation I was reading that particular evening. At 4.38 in the morning, I was woken up by the audible voice of the Lord. Three times he mentioned me by name. And as I woke wow. up and he said this, were you serious about chapter 13? And I just started to tremble. I mean, I literally like the fear of the Lord came in the room. Right. And yet there was this thing. I mean, yes, I am. And then immediately in the room, two massive angels show up in my mm, bedroom. I love that. And they're yeah. on fire. 
Right. And so like all of a sudden as they were on fire, they began to release like this fresh dimension of God's love and his grace. And I began to feel like overwhelmed with even just the revelation. Okay, so that was here's a question that goes yes. along. How do you know they were of God? Because all they were doing is they were releasing dimensions of God's presence, God's love, and confirming the word that I had been feasting on for the weeks okay, before. Okay, so they were confirming... Did you feel it like this is from God? Because I, mean, I, I want to I want to help people understand how to discern. Yeah, absolutely. And so so first and foremost, the, the the Lord speaking to me. Okay. Again, that by name, He knows you by name. By the right. way, He knows you by name. He knows every hair in your head. He just and He loves you with an everlasting love. And so that's as soon as I heard His voice. I mean, again, it was there was a fear component, but there was this overwhelming sense of peace. And I would say that that's one of the greatest markers that we can, right. even as we're discerning, what are we sensing here? Is there is there an unrest or is there peace? That's good. And I think many times peace can be one of the greatest barometers as far as where we go. You know, it's even like that, you know, the mother's intuition. She just right. knows things, you know right. what I mean? And to me, many times that's really where your spirit man's awakened in tune with, with the father. And I would say that even as those angels came in and just the fiery presence, it, it was it was overwhelming and somewhat fearful. But when I realized what was actually going on, the fear went away. And like I said, there, now there was these, this, these waves of love hmm. and these waves of grace. And as they began to flap their wings, and their wings are on fire, John. Wow. I mean like fire. And they sounded like jets. And then they began to flap their wings so hard, it literally sounded like a jet engine. But the wings changed from this orange fiery glow into this like blue flaming presence of wow. purity and grace. And as they do it, I was just feel all that's all I was feeling was just the revelation of the word that I've been feasting on was coming to life in my innermost being. I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, I get it. Wow. And it really was that. And I think that that's that's the key is that as we really anchor and root our lives in the scripture, to me, that again, that's another discerning way. How, how does this line up with scripture? Even in encounters, how does this line up mm -hmm. with scripture? You know, people go, you angels, what do you mean you angels? I said, Read the scripture. I mean, think about the angelic encounters that so many from, from beginning to end actually had encounters with angels, right? Right. And to right. me, what are they? Like, like Hebrew says, 1.14, right? Are they not all ministering spirits that have been right. sent forth for those that will inherit salvation? Well, here's the deal. If you said yes to Christ, and even if you haven't said yes to Christ yet, you've been destined to inherit salvation. The reality of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. And to me, it's 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 a it's a it's a multidimensional thing, isn't it, too? Right. I mean, right. we where our, where our spirit man is awakened to the reality of salvation. Right. And then we've got the issues of our soul that just get ooh, tenderized by his love, and our soul gets the salvation and reality, even our physical bodies. Like right. that's a manifestation of salvation yeah, that when we experience physical healings, like we did last time. Yes. I mean, to me, that's a manifestation of salvation. And to me, it just, it's and so And I deserved that was Jesus. <laughs> and you know, we, we talk about, it's a, a really popular thing right now in our circles, watchman ministry. But when I think back to what the original purpose of a watchman on a, a city wall was to make sure that the bad did not get in, but they also had to discern who was good. That's right. To tell the person down below, open the gate. That's right. This person is coming with good intentions. And so, um, I love that. That that was that gift of discerning spirits way before Paul gave it to the church. And so as we operate on a day-to-day -day basis, how would you tell people that the gift of discerning of spirit would would operate in their everyday life? How how would that what would that look like? Yeah. And to, so to me again, it 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 goes back to really the the scripture mm -hmm. and just the essence of God and in, in his kindness and in his goodness. 
And so again, it goes back to even, again, the things that we might sense or feel. And again, okay. I would say many people can feel like whether there's a presence of evil or the presence of good or pleasure or delight or joy. So let's say we pick up on the good. Yes. We should give testimony. To Absolutely. That. I mean, right? I would tell people, you know what, when I'm with you, I feel excited. I feel the presence of God in your life. Then it's easily moving into prophecy. So, uh, not every time I'm around someone that there's an evil presence, do I call that out? Right. You know, I have to discern from the, the Lord then, God, is this your timing? But I think once I pick up on the glory of God around someone, hey, I can start talking about it immediately. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that, that's so good, isn't it? Because even when we're wherever we are in and throughout our day, right? Mm -hmm. And we may discern something completely evil on someone. Right, right. Now, again... Our job, maybe in that moment, isn't necessarily to may call not be our jurisdiction. Out, but what yeah. we might do is we might see how God sees, and right. we call it just the opposite of what right. might actually be. I call it them. opposite day. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. then we speak life into what God has really purposed and called them to. Then what it does is it actually begins to shake and dismantle those things that actually may be holding a person. Okay. okay. That, that's yep. good. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I play opposite day a lot. So if I come across <laughs> someone that I sense they're very stingy, yeah, I just say, "Wow, I'm sensing generosity in you." Can you tell me about that? Well, that it stuns them, first of all, because they're not generous, because I've seen it on them stingy, mm. but it forces them to talk about generosity or they may it may open a door. So I love that. And that calling those things which are not into being. That's right. Yeah, we have that authority to do that. Even if it's not our jurisdiction, we can always speak life. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that goes with, you know, whether that's over an individual, you know, there's many times where you know, even we, we may encounter and see things, and again, traveling to many nations, there's all kinds of principalities right. and demonic things that we encounter, right? And this one has a lot now too. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is very true. Yeah, and I was, yeah, you're absolutely right. But, but to say that, you know, sometimes God will make you aware of even certain strongholds over a region, and maybe our job isn't necessarily to address them in that moment. Right. It is many times just to make us aware right. that even what we're sensing and discerning or feeling or even seeing, and then we just, and then to me, that I think that's the big thing is that it has to go back to the intimacy with the Lord. Right. It's about, it's about really that friendship and that relationship. And I think, you know, many times, even as, as prophetic people or intercessors, we see something and we want, ah, we want to yeah. go after it. Right. Right. But to me, the inquiry is like, all right, Lord, why are you showing me this? Mm -hmm. And what do I do with it? Right. And many times and you'll what's say, your timing? that's right. And many times you're saying, I don't want you doing that. I just right. want you to know that it's there. But then there's other times, John, or I remember this one time I saw this principality over the Midwest. I'm driving down the highway. I'm literally, all of a sudden, the, the realm was open up. And I'm going, whoa, look at that thing. I mean, it was like a massive prince. Right. And as, as, a, as I was driving, I felt the Lord say to that day, and again, how we, we, there was many of us that sensed there was something really there. Right. But that day, the Lord said, bind it now. Now, here's the cool thing is that I think that there was not just myself that day that the Lord was speaking, bind it now. Because in a moment, every direction, I saw all of these holds just being ripped off and torn off. And like the spirit was losing its hold. Wow. And I believe that that's part of it too, is that if, if we don't discern even the timing in that, right? When we mm -hmm. see things and hear things and, and sense things, is that many times we can get ahead of God's plan right. when really he's actually placing in a, all of these strategic intercessors to be praying even simultaneously without us even knowing. The more the, the other, merrier. Yeah, without <laughs> us even knowing that the others are praying, right? right? And when he speaks the word, we know that when he speaks the word, it's time. It's time. And that's when we see tremendous breakthrough. And I think that's, again, part of even that discerning thing, hearing right. what God's saying and then inquiring. I think that's a big thing. It goes back to relationship. And God really is looking for relationship uh, because he wants to share secrets with his friends. And even today, he wants to share secrets with you. That's that's right. Thank you so much, Stephen, for 
Joining us here again is where you can reach the Ministry of Global Presence with Stephen and Renee Springer, great people. They have a school of ministry. They have events that you want to know about and their book coming out August 8th. Excited about that. Thank you for being with us today. And I hope we've opened up for you one of the gifts of the Spirit, the discerning of spirits that can be at work in your life every day. It probably already is. And maybe you've called it intuition or how did I know that? It's by the Spirit of God. And if you don't have a relationship with God the Father through Jesus and you say you have this stirring, that's the gift of the Lord wanting to really be valuable to you. But it comes through knowing Jesus Christ. So would you ask Jesus into your life and then get into the stream of what God is doing? Thank you for being with us, Stephen. Thanks so much for joining me today. And thank you for joining us today. And be at hope and at peace because God is for you, never against you. Jeremiah 29, 11. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.